I'm so glad you're here today. I have got the most exciting news. I've got the greatest news in the whole world. I've got something that will blow your mind and change you forever. Change the way you think about things. Change the way you think about God. Change the way you think about your circumstances. This is amazing news. And it's called gospel. Gospel. Yes, the gospel. See, the word gospel means good news. And this was invented by God. God is the one that invents good news. Everything that flows from God is good and perfect and acceptable and delightful and filled with love because God is love. I have the great joy of sharing with you good news. And it will start with Bible reading soon. Um, but I would like to share with you that the good news has been given to us in a love letter called the Bible. God, in old times, committed his story. You think it's the word history, but it is his story to what they call prophets in old times. And it is his way of getting close to us, putting his arm around us, and sharing the truth. And the truth is that he loves us with an undying love. And he knew us before we were even created, before this whole world was ever created. He knew us. He knew and loved us desperately and passionately and joyfully and delightfully. He loved us, loved you. And that is a very good way to start the story. So I'm going to share with you and read to you as we go along from the Bible. And as we go, there are passages and verses of the Bible that I have put to song that will help you to remember what his story is all about. Always remember that God is good all the time. And that's a very important premise when you come across times that are confusing and painful and disappointing and discouraging, that he is for you all the time. And he's got a wonderful, wonderful plan for your life. The Bible is an amazing book. It is a book that is based upon promise it's based upon contract. God made promises and signed contracts with us and for us. We don't have the ability to keep promises. We just don't. And he knew that. He knew it before we were even created. And so God made contingency plans from the very beginning. He had planned to come and die in our place from the very beginning, before the very beginning, because he loves us with an undying, unfaltering, unflinching love. He wants to rescue us and provide for us a future and a hope. That is the good news. And I will be sharing that and unfolding, unpacking that for you in so many different wonderful ways. So the Old Testament is based upon his laws. 
the laws are meant to be like the fence posts, the the meters that come up that we drive across and, and in front of it tells you what speed you are running at, what the speed is supposed to be, and you know in your mind that you're going too fast. Or maybe you can bump up the speed a little bit. But the fact is, the law was not created to spoil our happiness. God is not a cosmic killjoy. God is the one that puts the fences around the yard so you know where the boundaries are that, that keep you safe. And when you know that you're safe, you can do all sorts of wonderful things within that boundary. And delightful things, things that, that let you be a little dangerous and risk-taking. But you know you're safe when you do those things because God is with you and he's given you safety boundaries. And he says that when you are following his rules, that you are going to thrive. You are going to prosper. You are going to discover who you are meant to become. And he's got a great plan, a wonderful plan. Within the Old Testament, there are the books of the law. These are given to Moses. The first five books, also known as the Torah, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And then comes Joshua. Joshua is the one who has led the nation of Israel into the promised land. And then Judges. Judges is not my favorite book. Judges is a story about what happens when you break down the fences. And people are doing everything that they think is right in their own eyes. And oh, what a bummer that book is for me every time I go through it. Because it reminds me just how bad we can become. And naughty children are kind of disappointing. We disappoint ourselves more than we disappoint God. God is never disappointed. He's never shocked. He's never surprised. He knew ahead of time our choices and what they would be. And so he made a plan for that from the very beginning. And then on goes um, books of poetry, books of history, books of the small prophets and big prophets, but they are not small people. They are actually smaller books. And then there are prophets that made bigger books. And so we will go through that as we pro progress. So I'm going to start out singing you my Old Testament book songs. And this will be a fun way for you to learn the books of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, and Ruth. First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms, and Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon. Jeremiah, Lamentations, boo-hoo-hoo, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Hal.
Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, and Ruth. 1st and 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms, and Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. Well, there you go. The books of the Old Testament. Why do you need to know them? Well, because it helps you... Get out your Bible and find where those books are and where the verses are. And it gives you a kind of a map. So let me give you the map to the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Acts, and Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians. Lie, 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 lie. How I love God's word. 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus and Philemon. Hebrews and James, 1st and 2nd Peter. 1st and 2nd Luke of John, Jude and Revelation. Lie, lie, lie. God's Word, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Acts, and Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, lie, 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 how I love God's Word. And I really do. I really do. And as we go along, I believe you will too. You have a wonderful day. Bye. Hello, this is Jan again. And today we're going to be reading from the book of Genesis, starting at chapter 4. I want to preface this with saying that we are constantly planting seeds in our minds, in our hearts, and the seeds become something that can be delightful, can be amazing, or can be earth-shattering in consequences. So in this chapter, we find things that are shattering in their consequences and could have been averted. So after we're done reading this chapter, I, I want to share with you some verse songs that might help in navigating the waters of 
disappointment, of frustration, of rage and anger, and um, thoughts that can inspire treachery. And this is a good place to be at this point where we can examine the seeds that are coming into our minds and feel a little bit more prepared in what to do about them and, and actually develop critical thinking and evaluate whether this is a good thing to think about. Is this a good thing to kind of think over and over about? How does it affect me and how do I think of God because of this? How do I think of other people because of this? These are very important character thoughts. And, uh, and how you behave in the future will hinge on your choice of what to do. And I'd like to encourage you to be prepared. So starting at the book of Genesis chapter 4, Adam lay with his wife Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, With the help of the Lord I have brought forth a man. Later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. But Abel brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering. But on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must master it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out to the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, What have you done? Listen. Your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops to you. You will be a restless wanderer in the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is more than I could bear. Today you are driving me from the land, and I will be hidden from your presence I will be a restless wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. But the Lord said to him, Not so. If anyone kills Cain, he will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain, so that no one who found him would kill him. So Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Cain lay with his wife, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Enosh. Cain was then building a city, and he named it after his son Enoch. 
to Enoch was born Irad, and Irad was the father of Mahujael. And Mahujael was the father of Methushael. And Methushael was the father of Lamech. Lamech married two women, one named Ada and the other Zillah. Ada gave birth to Jabal. He was the father of those who live in tents and raise livestock. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all who play the harp and flute. Zillah also had a son, Tubalcane, who forged all kinds of tools out of bronze and iron. Tubalcane's sister was Naama. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, listen to me, wives of Lamech, hear my words. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for injuring me. If Cain is avenged seven times, then Lamech seventy-seven times. Adam lay with his wife again, and she gave birth to a son and named him Seth, saying, God has granted me another child in place of Abel since Cain killed him. Seth also had a son, and he named him Enosh. At that time, men began to call on the name of the Lord. That ends chapter 4, but not the topic. The topic I want to share with you is what to do when we are encountering circumstances that cause our spirits to rise up in anger or fear. And how do we deal with this? In 1 Peter 5, 8, chapter 5, verse 8, it lets us know that we have an enemy. It's the devil. And he is lurking around looking for somebody to devour. We need to be alert. We need to be on our guard that we might not fall into his traps. And he sets lots of traps. So here's the song for that. Be sober, be vigilant, because, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Don't let that be your fate. First Peter 5 verse 8. Be sober. Be sober, be vigilant, because, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Don't let that be your fate, First Peter 5 verse 8, be sober. Be vigilant. The next thing is to remember that we have when we sin an advocate to go to and confess our sins and receive forgiveness. That's one thing you didn't see from the story with Cain. He was not repentant. He just thought that God gave him the shaft and he was mad at God and told him what was going to happen to him because of his curse. But he didn't admit he did anything wrong. 
And he certainly didn't press into God and, and ask for forgiveness. So the next several verses, 1 John chapter 1, verses 7 through 9. 1 John 1, 7, close to heaven. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship. We have fellowship with one another, one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all our sin, all our sin. 1 John 1, 8. You can't escape if we say we have no sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us first John 1 9 so divine if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all to cleanse us from all, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. First John 1 7, close to heaven. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship, we have fellowship with one another, one another. Another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all our sin, all our sin. First John 1 8, you can't escape if we say we have no sin. We deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. First John 1 9, so divine. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all, to cleanse us from all, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That was important lessons. Lessons to be alert, to be on your guard. A lesson to, to keep yourself and your heart clean. And if you do make bad choices, you can go to the God, our Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and just confess. And He will make everything right. He'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness. The next thing to remember is that the devil is not going to be the winner. It's been told us in the book of Revelation what's going to happen to him. And it's important to know Jesus says he's already defeated Satan. He gave him a crushing blow and that was predicted, forecast by God that he would do that. He would crush the skull of the of the devil. Satan will bite him in the in the heel, but God is going to give him a crushing blow which meant he has no rights over you. He, Satan, is, uh, is already lost battle. So 
Here we go. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire. And brimstone, the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire. Praise God, and shall be tormented day and night, forever and ever. Amen. Revelation 20 verse 10, that will be the devil's end. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. The devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire, praise God, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Amen. Revelation 20 verse 10. That will be the devil's end. Hooray! Keep that in mind. There is an end that is sure, and God is just. He'll make sure that there's an accounting and a place is already prepared for that guy. So keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your heart soft. Be aware that Satan would tempt you to do something that you should not do. So always bring those disappointments, the confusion and doubts and all of that to God. Ask for his help. And confess when you are headed in the wrong direction, if you've done something that you know would not be what God would want you to do. Confess it. Turn to God. Head back on his path and he promises to clean you up and that you will be covered in his righteousness. He loves you so much. You have a good day. Bye.